Hello, welcome to the Idea of a Man podcast. My name is Omar Zach Phillips and I'm so glad you're joining me for, I think, week 25. We're up to week 25 in the Idea of a Man project. We've been doing this since the beginning of the year, literally, and we've done it week in, week out. And, you know, throughout the course of my own personal life, there's been all kinds of ups and downs, but somehow I've managed to sustain it thus far. And fingers crossed, we'll keep this going. I'm really excited and I'm really enjoying the process of recording these podcasts. And the reason why I'm recording them specifically is so that we can actually go through the subjects that are intrinsic to what the Idea of a Man project is and really lay the foundations for creating a project, a 12-step process by which we can discover who we are, where we fit, how we're going to survive on this earth, and then how we can monetize our own lives and the project of our own existence and what we're going to do, how we can get our finances straight. And what we're talking about this month right now is actually recreation. Now, recreation should have come actually last month. We talked last month about relationships. We kind of jumped the gun. We're going to continue our conversation about relationships next month but we did talk about sort of intimate relationships we're going to continue with family then we're going to get into male friendship but right now we're going to backtrack so throughout the month of july we're talking about recreation recreating yourself putting yourself back together so you can get back on the field and get back into the game and make things happen for yourself after we've finished recreation which is part of the kind of business quarter where we did business finances recreation after that and then after the relationship section, we're going to cover body, soul and spirit in the other order. Spirit, soul and body in fact. We'll start with spirit and what we're going to be asking the question is whatever your take on spirituality, what is the take home? There's all sorts of spirituality being bandied around out here. I don't know if you've noticed. And so the real question though is, what's the point in it all? What are we getting out of all this, if anything at all? If we're not getting anything, we've already asked ourselves questions. Why are we doing the stuff we're doing? Because we only have this one life and our lives are precious and meaningful. There's so much depth, so much depth to them. And this is the point. This is the reason why we're doing the ideaofaman.com in the first place. The ideaofaman.com is my writer's blog website. And it comes out of my passion really to kind of you know, just put something meaningful out there. And there are so many meaningful things out there for us as guys, but yet the conversation is by no means um, full up. There's more to be there's more to be said, more to be done. So my take on it all is with regards to asking you the question, what is your idea of a man? And are you going on a journey to discover and realize that in actuality and in reality in your life? Are you making your idea of a man your truth? Or are you simply living an existence that is... Um, you know, a product of your society, a product of your upbringing, product of a bunch of different stuff. I mean, in part, we're always going to have those influences and some of those may be very positive and productive and meaningful influences in our lives. However, what we're doing here is asking you to question pretty much everything so that you can really get down to the nitty-gritty of who you are as an individual. What is your sexuality? What is your um, take on marriage and on relationships? What is your take on and you know what kind of work you should be doing with your life? What's your take on the way you should conduct your life? What kind of recreation you should be involved in? What kind of hobbies really kind of you know meet your needs and make you happy and excited? What is your passion? What are your values? Asking and answering these questions for yourself so that you don't live a life where you look back on it and think what the hell was all that all about? Why did I live my whole existence simply to make other people happy? As blokes, oftentimes we live like this. And you know, the rates of suicide, the rates of male incarceration, the rates of men just kind of drugging themselves out, whether it be through alcohol or through various different drug abuse, in order to just kind of obliterate the lives that they're living is kind of off the page. The statistics are bad. They show on the picture that there's a lot of aimlessness out here. 
you know, there's a lot of talk with regards to the fact that men are kind of privileged, men are out there with all these things, and, and, and I get that, I understand all the reasons why those things are said, you know, but as, as human beings, I think full stop, we struggle with recognizing the privileges of existence, you know what I mean? I'm not talking about being privileged, where we use our privilege to kind of put others down, but whoever you are, male, female, young, old, whatever the case may be, black, white, whatever the case may be, there's a privilege in your life, just the fact that you're breathing, that you're living and breathing. Life itself is a tremendous gift and an asset. And for so many of us, for all of us, really, we've got to look at our lives and ask ourselves, you know, what elements of my life can I leverage to make my life better, to make more? How can I, you know, invest my time, my energy, my, my, my life, my thoughts, my being into kind of, you know, put planting those things into the earth, as it were, so I can bear fruit, bear, bear seeds, bear, um, bear the flowers and the foliage that I want in my life. You know what I mean? What you reap, you'll sow, not just in the kind of like, you know, negative context, but also, you know, if we can sow some decent seed in our life, if we, if we will take some time to kind of build something up, we're going to see, you know, something built up in the end. We're going to see something that we can look back on and be proud of and be like, you know, what? I, I worked at that and this is what came as a result. And we see it in the lives of people who we deem successful, in whatever case may be, the people that we admire, the people we respect. But what if you in your life could have more than you've got currently? What if you in your life could be more than you are currently? What if you could take your life from where it is and make it whatever you want it to be? Well, you know what? You can. Life is what you make it, but you have to adopt that mindset before it's even going to begin to work for you. But when you stop and say, ah, that's actually true, you know, Life is what I make it. You take charge of your life. You throw out all the stuff that, you know, contradicts that or disputes with that point of view. And you begin to say, you know what, from henceforth, I'm going to make my life what I want it to be. And you begin to invest your energy, your time and your effort in forging and molding an existence, a life that you can enjoy, that you can be proud of, you can be grateful that you lived and existed. So what I'm encouraging us out here to do as men, as blokes, is really look at our lives because I do believe that our lives have a tremendous impact, immense impact the lives of others, whether it be our wives, our spouses, whether it be our lovers, whether it be our children or offspring, whatever the case may be, or just people in society, the people who are influenced by the work that we do, whatever the case may be, we have a tremendous impact to be made within our lives. And things like masculinity, which, you know, we kind of hear the word toxic masculinity being bandied around and all those things. And again, there's so many very, you know, understandable, reasonable reasons why that's the case. But We've got to remember there's more to masculinity than simply toxic masculinity. Masculinity in and of itself is a tremendous gift, just like femininity is a tremendous gift. These things, the, the two poles, femininity and masculinity, are powerful energies that exist within us as human beings. All women have masculinity within them, in them too. All males have femininity within us too. We have these things inside of who we are and they aren't to be rejected, shunned or suppressed. They are to be embraced and to be welcomed within our lives. We have to kind of get to know who we really are, the essence of it, so we can live whole, holistic and meaningful existence. So we can heal the femininity within us as men so that we can heal the masculinity within us and also give ourselves permission to have masculinity, to be masculine and to recognize the gifts that are intrinsic within our, in, within our intrinsic masculine nature and to be able to give those gifts first of all to ourselves and then to those we love and to the world around about us but we've got to understand them as a gift we've got to sometimes do a list do an inventory what are the gifts of my masculinity the things that come intrinsic with who i am by nature by default what are the gifts because sometimes we just feel like 
well, being a man just makes me an angry individual, makes me just a this, that, or a third thing. No, no, no. Get in touch with your emotions. Yes. Learn to understand who you are. Learn to understand the depth of who you are, your soul, your being, your personality. There's so much to who we are as people, but often we live small. Often we live within these little cocoons of existence that just limit our lives so much. And, you know, the idea of a man is simply about encouraging you to live so much more, to grab your existence by the horns and begin to be the fullness of the individual that you are are the wonderful divine being that is you so if you hear the sound of my voice i encourage you from today look at your life from a different perspective grow develop and blossom into the individual you want to be today we're talking about recreation we're actually talking about vocation and recreation we're going to try and kind of combine those two kind of do some alchemy today and see how we can transmute you know our vocation into recreation and our recreation into vocation and I want to put a little caveat in here first, because, you know, when we talk about recreation, we talked about, we introduced this subject last week. Recreation is where we recreate ourselves. We are such busy people. We spend so much time working or doing this and a third. We're on the rat race. We're trying to, you know, get ahead in a competitive um, capitalist society. And we need time to just stop and recharge our batteries and recreate ourselves, put ourselves back together, reflect upon why we're doing anything that we're doing in the first place. It's actually so important. So I don't want to in any way, shape or form take away from your recreation time, from your actual time to just goof off, to just stop, to just kind of put yourself back together. I, I really want to encourage you to make sure that within your life you discipline yourself, in fact, to do that, to literally do some proper looking after yourself time. Now, with life, there's always extremes. And for some of us, yeah, we work hard, but actually for you is to examine our lives, our goofing off time is more than is necessary. It is, is unproductive. It's just pointless, you know? So you do your nine to five, fine. You pay the bills, you cover the whatever needs to be done. But the rest of your time, you know, have you, when was the last time you sat down and read a book? You know what I mean? A book that could help you. So many men uh, meet like in their sixties and seventies and stuff. Oh, I don't, I don't read self-help books. I don't read that nonsense. Okay, really? I mean, I'm not saying that everything out there is something you need to read. They're always going to be advertise themselves like they're the most imperative thing that you've got to get hold of. But there's some stuff out there that if you didn't get that book and read it, you just don't know. I'm telling you. I mean, television and documentaries and all these different things, they have their place. But there's some things, unless you've read it in a book, you didn't get it. You just missed that entire aspect of life. So I'm encouraging you, first of all, to develop yourself into a reader. You know, the saying goes that not every... Um, not every reader is a leader, but every leader is a reader. And I categorically am telling you that's true. Not everybody in a leadership role or position is a reader, but not everybody in a leadership role or position is in fact a leader. Leaders are people who are actually, you know, inspiring others, causing other people to, you know, by their influence, want to follow them, wanting to, to, to see who they are and be a part of what they're doing. Other people are perhaps just fulfilling a role, that's fine. But you know, without actually reading, without being a person who's got your ear to the ground, who's listening to what life is all about, you, you're, the level of your influence in this world is going to be very slim. So I encourage you, begin to pick up a book. Use your time a bit wiser. Other things, you know, perhaps your recreation time, doing things that you're really passionate about, that you love, that actually really motivate you and make you happy, that you could do all day long without getting paid for and just be happy as Larry, Perhaps some of those things could be monetized. 
And again, because I don't want to take away from your recreation and put yourself back together time, it's really about combining that so that you get the fulfillment you need. My wife and I were talking about this, to, you know, I think it was this morning, and we were talking about the need for an outlet for our creativity, that as creative people particularly, I mean, my wife and I are both relatively quite creative people, and we know many others who are also, and you may or may not be, you know, we might look at yourself and say, mm, I don't really see myself as a creative, and that's fine, you know. We all are creators in one form or another. We are creative in a way we have a creative nature some of us are much more attuned to that some of us you know have to have a creative outlet if we're going to be psychologically sound and stable and if that's the case for you and you haven't um, had an outlet for a long time I really encourage you to think deeply about how you could begin to look at your life and develop a creative outlet for yourself because when you don't there's parts of your life that just get kind of bottled up um, and it's a very frustrating thing and actually it's I believe it's psychologically can be damaging to be honest with you and I, I, I'm talking that from personal experience I've been in place in my own life where I have not in any way shape form had an outlet for my creativity for prolonged periods for years and years and as a result I know it wasn't good for me it wasn't healthy uh, you know when I was at co school and college all I did was art that's what I did I was into that's what I was interested in however when I began to get into the workplace and pay bills and handle responsibilities I wasn't investing in that part of myself and as a result you know time went on life went on and to be honest, my life is very unfulfilled, very frustrating in so many different ways. So now I, I make sure that there are outlets for my creativity and I begin to invest in the hobbies, the things that deeply interest me, things like writing, things like reading, things like studying, um, things that you know I'm motivated by and, and other things. You know, I'm interested in clothes and stuff. I love it. So one of the things that I have done a little bit of is a little bit of tailoring and it's a, a hobby that I would like to get into more and more because when I'm just making something, I just feel so good. I feel excited and interested and it's a hobby I've never, I've never come across anybody else who actually has a hobby of tailoring but I think it's a cool hobby to have and it's something I want to do and if you're out there and that's an interest of yours you know contact me let's let's collaborate on something of that kind because that's a cool hobby to be interested in as a guy also art I'm, a, I'm an artist and I love drawing and things of that kind my main thing as a writer is really to paint pictures with words which, which you'll find when you do read my materials the whole idea is painting you know, ludicrous pictures with the words that I speak, with the words that I, that I type. Um, and that's really what I'm all about in, in terms of that creative outlet. And it's important if you're a creative person to have some way of getting that out there. But you know, you could also look at how you can begin to make that part of your vocation because you know, fulfillment comes out of doing things that you love, things that you are genuinely passionate about. So I'm encouraging you to find the thing that you are passionate about, spend more time doing it, and to ask yourself, could I begin to monetize that, even as you know, just as a side hustle? Could it long-term begin to become the thing that I do with my life? Could it be the purpose? Could it be the reason I'm here? Could it be my calling? You know, you've got to ask and answer those questions for yourself, but it's very likely and very possible that might be the case. And if so, it's only going to come about if you have a strategy, if you work step-by-step step and really think through how I can turn this thing, this gift, this talent, this thing that I'm passionate about, that I love doing, that I'm doing it at a standard that if I was to work on it, I could master it. You know, if that's the case within your life, you know, I encourage you, find that path and master, master your life essentially. We're all about self-mastery here at The Idea of a Man. That's what we're talking about in different areas of your life, whether it be your sexuality, whether it be mastering your, you know, your marriage, whether it be mastering your relationships, whether it be mastering your business, and the mastering here, we're talking about mastering your recreation. Mastering those things you're passionate about so you can, you can ace recreation, recreating yourself. 
there's two sides to that. There's one side where you're looking to master the thing that is your hobby and your gift so as to monetize it and then perhaps to make that into your, your life vocation, the thing that you do, the purpose, the reason you're here. The other thing is to master recreating yourself anyway. So taking that time to look after yourself so that you actually refuel yourself to go back and hit at whatever work you're doing, which is an important part of the whole package of recreation. You know, as people, when we're working hard, we're striving, we're doing the things we do, we need to take time to meditate, to, to stop, to have perhaps a spiritual practice of some sort or other within our lives, to connect ourselves to nature, to the universe, to all of life. You know, we live oftentimes in cities, you know, it's sometimes being called the man swarm, and it's just places where there's so much hustle and bustle, so much going on. So many times we just have to be on our guard and be on our, you know, P's and Q's as it were, but sometimes we have to take time to know you know who we are and just reorient ourselves in our space and in our lives in the world we're in so we have to you know use the green spaces within our cities most cities have a lot of green space you know in and out and about but we often don't spend enough time in the park or whatever the case would be walking on the side of a river and if we can get out of the city sometimes once a, a month perhaps perhaps you know once a quarter it's really an important and interesting worthwhile thing to do is you know perhaps you can't afford an expensive holiday perhaps you can if you can do it if you can't Try and find a way of just getting out to the, you know, to the suburbs, to the, to the, to the green, to the beauty of the world around about you so you can breathe fresh air and, you know, recognize yourself again in the mirror, you know, just see yourself for who you are and see life for what it actually is. And, you know, it's a beautiful way to spend beautiful quality time with the people you love. It's also a beautiful quality time with your children, with your wife, whatever the case would be, with your lover, with yourself. Put yourself back together however you know best. Do sports, do recreation, do these things because they really, really, really do help. But make sure you do it proactively because when you're not resting up, when you're not putting yourself back together, again, part of my experience when I wasn't being creative, when I wasn't doing those things, I wasn't proactively looking after myself. You know, I did a lot of damage to my body. You know, now, right now, I'm 43 years old and I've got high blood pressure and I've got these things that I, I'm wrestling with and it's not good, you know. A lot of that comes out of the stress of working my butt off trying to pay the bills, trying to make everything happen, but not taking any time out to look after myself. And obviously now you begin to, you know, you go along to the doctor to tell you something like that, you realize you've got to do it, but you don't want to put yourself in a position where you've got to do it well before then, recognize the impact that the things you're doing on a day-by-day -day basis are having upon your body, upon your mind, upon your life, and the need to really look after yourself now before you get some kind of diagnosis that tells you, things are not so good it's really important to love yourself and to look after yourself properly because you are worth it just like we talked about at the beginning of our conversation today you're important you are you know you're the master of your ship and if you don't look after yourself don't expect anybody else to per se look after you in that context they, they, you know it's lovely when people do look after us when they do nice things for us etc etc but you can't always be dependent or reliant upon that you need to actually be the person who takes charge of looking after yourself, making sure that you're heading in the right direction, your life is being done right. And when it is, you have so much more to give from yourself so you can look after others and be a tremendous asset and a blessing to the people that you love. And there's that reciprocation that then begins to come and we can live in a world where we all begin to love and look after ourselves better when we love and look after ourselves first. You've been listening to Omar Zach Phillips. This is the Idea of a Man podcast. Thank you for listening to what I've had to talk about today. I hope you've enjoyed it. Please visit me at my website, omarzachphillips.com and theideaofaman.com, my blog. And please do sign up for my newsletter and also you will get a free copy of the book, The Early Worm Catches the Bird, which is the first in a three-part series which is being created as we speak. Have yourself an amazing week. Beep.